0: Good morning. On this Tuesday morning, welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we had left off with Noah and his uh, three sons that had been born unto him. And of course, uh, we had mentioned that from him, then a whole new line of descendants came. Everyone came from Adam, uh, Noah and his sons, and then from Noah and his sons, Then the scripture says that that's where all the rest of the descendants uh, come from. Uh, Noah had three sons. Each one is mentioned by name. And the youngest being Jethed, we had made a correction that Ham was not the youngest son. But it was actually Ham's son, which would be a grandson, that was called the youngest son, uh, Canaan, that was cursed. Uh, So the scripture says in Genesis chapter 10, verse 1, And there's an important uh, concept here that we have to uh, consider. And and that is that these individuals are all mentioned by name uh, to specify and then also what regions of the world they went to go and settle in and multiply. Now, these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, Jetheth, and Unto them were sons born after the flood. See, it says sons. It doesn't say grandchildren. It doesn't say great-grandchildren. It uses the word sons uh, born after the flood. The sons of Ham, Cush, Mishriam, and uh, uh, Fut, and Canaan, and Canaan begat Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth, and the Jezebites and the Emorites, and the Jezerites and the Hevites and the Archites and the Sinites, all the ites uh, can be traced back, it says in verse number 18, and the Avarites, the Semrites and the Hamatites, and afterwards were all the families of the Canaanites spread abroad. So now we see that the descendants of Ham's son, Canaan, wound up being the Canaanites which dwell in the land of Canaan. It's from the descendants of Ham, his son, Canaan, from which uh, he was cursed and from which all these individuals go wind up and live in a certain area. Now it says in Genesis 10, 19, even though it gives a little bit of geography, it's it's being very specific because it's it's showing the area where uh, Abraham was going to be sent to. And this is the area where all these ites lived. And it says, And the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon, as thou comest to gear unto Gaza, as thou goest unto Sodom and Gomorrah, and Adam, and Sebuim, even unto Lasha. These are the sons of Ham after their families, and their tongues, and their countries, and their nations. So here we find the introduction to where these people came from and where they were going. It says in verse 32, These are the families of the sons of Noah, after their generations, in their nations, And by these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. Now, this is written in Genesis 10.32. Look at what Paul writes in the book of Acts in chapter 17, verse 26. And I'll read it from uh, a couple of uh, translations, different translations. From one man, Adam, he made every man and woman. And every race of humanity, he spread them over all the earth and he sets the boundaries of people and nations determining their appointed times in history. So it is God through Adam all the way through uh, uh, Noah that all these descendants came. And of course, God is going to tell Noah, go uh, Abraham, go to the land of Canaan. I'm going to give it to you. And remember who it was given to and who or who uh, went and settled it and occupied it. These are the descendants of Noah's son, Ham. And they all wound up being what we know today or in the Bible as the Canaanites. And of course, we're going to see that these families... Uh, were named according to the sons of, uh, or the grandchildren, or sons of uh, Noah and grandsons of Noah. To the point that uh, most of them were the ites, whether we call them Jezebites, uh, Hittites, uh, Hivites, uh, uh Just the ites at the end of their name. And they all occupied the area of uh, what we would know as Canaan, the land of Canaan. Now, the scripture says that God is the one that actually is the one that divided what were going to be the borders of nations. He also is the one that decided who was going to live where, even though they were the ones that thought they chose that they were going to occupy and stay in a certain area. And then, of course, he also appointed for how long each one of them was going to be there. Now, this is important for us to understand because now we live in a time where you can't have an accurate map uh, of, of, of geography because the borders are constantly changing. They've changed throughout history and more or less uh, historians and, and people try to identify f- from the best that they can uh, from this area to that area who lived there and when they lived there. And then there's constantly, there's wars and borders get redrawn. But without realizing it, God is behind all of this so that he can bring his purposes and his plans to pass. We stop and think nowadays that we are more able to travel, uh, that we may have been born in one certain area, but by the time we, we, we pass away or go on to be with the Lord, we moved. Who knows how many times from how many cities, from how many states, or even to uh, different nations. Even to the point that some people even have uh, dual dual citizenship uh, with some nations. The whole point being that God is the one that has determined all this, and it is Abraham that He is sending to this land to occupy it and to give it to him, but he's only going to be wandering through it. He's never going to own a piece of property. It's going to be given to his descendants, just like the descendants of Noah wound up going everywhere, just like the descendants of Adam wound up spreading out throughout the areas and, and, and the earth. And of course, then came the flood. God had to wipe them out and redraw the maps and redraw the nations and and establish all these things. But this was already known to him beforehand. Here's another translation. It says, From one he made every nation of men to live on the face of the earth, having set appointed times and the boundaries of their territories. Uh, Third translation says, And from one human being he created all races of people and made them to live throughout the whole earth. He fixed beforehand the exact times and the limits of the places where they should live. And of course nowadays there's a constant struggle that one nation says, "Wait a minute, you're you're, you're part of us or 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 your piece of land was part of us at one time, and they want to redraw lines and they want to redraw borders when it comes to the nation of Israel. this is a big struggle today, but God has made it in such that He had promised Abraham that this land was going to be his and his descendants forever even though it has been occupied and reoccupied and conquered and reconquered and taken over by nations throughout history. Ultimately, there is a time for restoration, God says. Everything will go back to how it was for the nation of Israel. And Israel, that nation, will rule uh, here on this earth from their given land. Everybody else's land, the uh, lines, of, of, of borders will be redrawn again at the at the at the time of the millennium uh, the great judgment seat of the nations when Christ charges uh and they face Christ at the judgment seat each and every one of them as to how they treated the nation of Israel, and of course many will cease to, most likely to exist, and others will have their borders redrawn. And then, of course, uh, we will rule and reign with Christ uh, at that time. It says in Genesis chapter 14, then, that they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah. They were invaded by kings. And these kings, they conquered the five cities that were there in the plain, including Sodom and Gomorrah. They took all the individuals, they took all their goods, they took everything they had. But included in the whole process, the scripture says they also took Lot, Abraham's brother's son, or we would call it today his nephew, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. Now we have to understand that when they took Lot, they also took Lot's wife, they took Lot's sons, they took lots daughters. They took the 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 husbands and the wives of those uh, uh, sons and daughters of Lot. Uh, so it was it, it 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 was it was every individual that lived in those areas had been taken captive and their thing. So it had to have been quite a scaly little uh, war for them to have been defeated in such a manner and so quickly. And the scripture says in verse 13, Genesis 14, 13, And there came one that had escaped and told Abraham the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Amerim, the Amorite, and uh, the brother of Eschol, and the brother of Aner. And these were confederate with Abraham. So these individuals uh, and their people, they joined together to go and rescue Lot. you got to ask yourself, why? Why go rescue Lot? He wasn't supposed to have been with Abraham to begin with. Why go rescue the people of Sodom and Gomorrah? And it says, And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his house, 318, and pursued unto them. It says he armed them. That means they had been taught how to fight how to war they were given whatever weaponry that they were going to use uh, to defend themselves and it says in genesis 14:15 and he divided himself against them and he and his servants by night and they smote them and pursued them unto Habbath, which is on the left hand of damascus now you have to think abraham and his servants and these other Uh, individuals or uh, leaders that were in confederate with Abraham. They went and attacked these kings that had attacked Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities and had taken everyone and everything captive, and they were able to defeat them. And they fought them and followed them all the way up into you know, it, it, it actually says, which is the left, left hand of, of uh, Damascus. So that means they covered a pretty good general region. Also, Abraham actually caught up with them in Genesis fourteen sixteen, And he brought back all the goods and also brought back again his brother Lot and his good and the women also and the people. And of course, we had made mention yesterday, which king are we going to serve? And with this, we're going to be concluding in Genesis fourteen seventeen. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of the uh, shed or Lemur can't pronounce that name. And the kings that were with him at the valley of Shavah, which is the king's dell. And in verse uh, 18, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, uh, peaceful, Jerusalem, early name that was given to it, Jerusalem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. Here's where we get the introduction of the Most High God that is going to bless Abraham and also the Most High God is going to be blessed by Melchizedek, and by Abraham. Well, join us again tomorrow. Our time has come to a conclusion. Keep looking up. Our Redeemer and redemption draweth near. But until then, but until then, may the Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.